Welcome to Do Life Better with Jess. Here, we are never afraid to try new things. We ask the hard questions and we are constantly in pursuit of our best selves. It is my personal mission to do life better and to help everyone on the same journey to inner peace, healing, and most importantly, getting to finally know and love who you are. So let's do this. Well, hey, hey, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jessica, and I've been gone for a very long time, over a month. Where have I been, you ask? Well, I've been right here, and I've recorded podcasts, but I just couldn't get happy with them, so here we are. Today, I'm recording a podcast that I am sure I'm going to get happy with because it is near and dear to my heart, so let's jump right in. Today, we're going to talk about taking up space. Now, I don't mean that we ate too much and we're taking up more space on the couch or we're taking up more space in the plane seat. That is not the kind of space we're talking about. Now, if we're talking about the COVID-15 and all that stuff, you know, whatever, but that is for another day. Today, we're talking about taking up space energetically. What I've learned is that There's different levels of taking up space. It's kind of like, I was thinking of the three little bears. You know, Goldilocks is like, this porridge is too hot. This porridge is too cold. And this porridge is just right. (laughs) Listen, just a little pause, some parentheses here. I'm recording this at night and I just get kind of silly when I'm tired. So I hope you can hang on with me because I think it's going to be really worthwhile. (laughs) But coming back in taking up space, there's three different areas. There's what I've really struggled with is not taking up enough space. There's the whole other end of the spectrum when you take up way too much space. And then there's the middle when you're finding that sweet spot and it's just right. What's funny is that I didn't realize there was this whole spectrum of taking up space until recently. I just thought that if you had an issue in this area, that it was just that you didn't take up enough space. I thought that was all that existed. And then I was introduced to it in real life. So I'm going to tell you a quick story about it. So I was hanging out with, uh, we're just going to call my friend for this example, because, you know, you just never know. So I'm hanging out with a friend and someone knocks at their door. And I don't think either of us were expecting them. And they come busting in. And that should have been the key being like, Hey, Hey, you didn't know I was coming, but here I am. And it was like every bit of energy that was in the room, they just sucked it all up for themselves. And they plopped down into the chair in the middle of the room. And it's like big, exaggerated, you know, size and, Oh, I can't believe I've just been busy, busy, busy all day. And didn't acknowledge the people in the room, just talked at us like we were their audience. And it just went on. It was like everything just stood still. And it was like the them show for like 10 minutes. And then they were done. They got it all out. They got up and they left the room. And I was like, whew, that was a lot. And I look at the person I'm with and I'm like, they took up a lot of space. And honestly, I didn't think this friend I was with was going to get it. 
They're like, no, seriously, they took up a ton of space. So that was kind of the moment I realized, man, there's more to this than just people like me who kind of shrink back and don't take up enough space. So that's kind of how I got to this podcast is I was like, oh, man, this is something that everybody can kind of benefit from is knowing this spectrum and kind of finding where you're at in any given moment. Because what I've learned recently about myself also is that just because my go-to is to shrink back and not take up enough space, it doesn't mean that's how I am all the time. Sometimes you're going to get in a mood. And when I say you, I probably mean me. You're going to get in a mood and you're going to decide that you're taking up all the space and that no one else can have any. Like a road rage flashed in my mind in that moment. Like you're just going down the road and everybody's struggling because traffic's just terrible. But you just decide that you're over it and you're going to get where you're going to go. And it doesn't even matter who's in your way. You're going to be a little bit reckless and you're just taking over. You're taking charge and it doesn't matter if you make other people nervous or angry or whatever, you're gone. (laughs) So road rage probably isn't my best example of when I take up too much space, but it did pop in my head in that moment as, you know, something irrational that we do when we're just kind of all about ourselves. So if you've made it this far into the podcast and you still don't really know what the heck I'm talking about when I'm talking about taking up space, let me take you all the way back to the first time that this came up in my life. So I told you guys that I started counseling years ago when I was just having some, like this was pre-divorce, trying to figure out like what in the world's going on and why are things so crazy? Like, oh, counseling. And honestly, it wasn't that I went, oh, counseling. It was that all my friends were like, dear God, go get counseling. (laughs) So I went and it was the best thing I've ever done. And I still go to this day. I took a break in the middle, but I'm back because it is the best investment you can ever make in yourself. But anyway, so I'm going to counseling and just blah, 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 talking about all my stuff and some story. I don't even know what it was, but she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why doesn't what you want matter in this story? Like, why are you worried about how everybody else feels about it? But you're not even giving any weight to how you feel about it. And I was like, huh, it's a good question. It's a very good question. And so we would like wash, rinse, and repeat this thing. So we would go through another conversation and it would be the exact same thing. I am so worried about how everybody else feels. Are you comfortable? Are you happy? Are you this? Are you that? And when did, when was I checking in with myself? I can answer that. I was not checking in with myself. <laughs> I was stuffing my emotions way down in there deep somewhere and dealing with it all different kinds of ways. And I was never asking myself like, how do I feel about this? Or I would kind of recognize how I felt about it, but I would dismiss it because I wasn't giving myself any space in any of my relationships. So at some point, she finally used that phrase with me, and she said, I want you to work on taking up more space. And it kind of stuck with me, like I would think about it from time to time, but it wasn't something I knew how to hop out of there and immediately put into practice. And you've heard now when I, in other podcasts, we talk about like saying my opinion and you know, speaking up for what I want and all that stuff. So that's my personal life journey 
of me learning how to take up more space and say what I want and say what I don't want and make decisions without having to have input from other people. Because that's really what it came down to is like, I wanted other people, let's use you know, my parents as as an example, I think I talked about the home buying process one time. And I would like, bring them, you know, like, hey, what do you think of this? Because you want their affirmation, right? You want them to be proud of you. And so I would, you know, I've gotten away from polling people, I don't poll people anymore. Unless it's like a really serious decision that I don't know the answer. Um, I don't poll people, I just if I know, in my gut, like what the right answer is, I just do it. I don't ask anybody. So I'm taking up more space, like personal life, uh, I would probably say like B minus B, I don't know, somewhere in there. I'm doing like pretty good in that department. I still have times where I'm like, dang it, I kind of messed that up. But next time I'm going to speak up and say what I want. But this past week, I was a ball of anxiety. And when I'm a ball of anxiety, you guys, I have all the best behaviors and by best, I mean worst. So I buy things like crazy and Um, I get these crazy ideas of like, oh, we should fly to Mexico today. Or, oh, we should, I don't just blow off everything in life and act like we have no responsibilities. Or in the classy town that I live in in South Carolina, we have a drive-through convenience store where you can buy lottery tickets. Yes, lottery tickets, like Powerball tickets. Now, I realize some of you are from other places and you have really cool things like in Florida, like drive through liquor stores. We're not that cool. At the same place, you can buy like kind of stuff like that. You have to park your car, get out, walk up to the window. But I have to go through this drive through convenience store when I'm on the side of town because it's cheesy and I like stuff like that. So I go through and I'm buying my Coke Zero and I'm on the phone with a friend and I'm like, hey, you want a Powerball ticket? I'm about to buy a Powerball ticket. Like, hey, give me two Powerball tickets. So this is me when I'm a ball of anxiety and I'm just trying to like self-soothe with all these crazy behaviors, with stuff, with Powerball tickets, with whatever. And so I'm talking about this at counseling because I realize this isn't quite normal. Something's a little off. And we start talking about business, my business specifically, and different fears, anxieties, nerves that are going on and kind of realize that while I'm mastering this in the process of mastering this in my personal life, I am totally not doing that in my business. And so we talked through what that looked like when I would, if I took more space, um, one example that I can give, and yes, clients can listen to this because it's out there on the World Wide web, but this podcast is about me being vulnerable and I'm okay with it. Like if they know this about me, I'm totally okay with that. I am who I am and I'm going to be for some people and I'm not going to be for some people. And when I say I am who I am, it doesn't mean I get to treat people terrible and just breeze on through life. It just means that this vulnerable part of me in my imperfections, you know, is something I'm working on and I'm okay with people knowing that I'm not perfect because they aren't either. So in my business, I would say my biggest weakness, I'm thinking about that, like, is that my biggest weakness? Yeah, I think it's my biggest weakness is communication. And obviously, I like to talk because, you know, making podcasts, I talk on the phone a lot, I like to talk. So it's not that I'm nervous about having a conversation with someone, but I don't communicate the steps along the way of what's going on. 
and I'm talking to my awesome counselor about this and we realize it's the exact same thing with the space just showing up in my business life. So for whatever reason, I put a lot of my clients, if not every single one of them, up on this pedestal that's 10 feet higher than me. And I am the little lowly person. And they are fantastic and amazing and perfect and up there on their pedestal. And in my broken mind that I'm working on, you know, fixing and putting back together, I felt like, oh, if I need to call them, that I'm bugging them and I don't want to bug them because, you know, they're busy and they're important. And she's like, well, aren't you busy? Aren't you important? Doesn't it matter like that this is the steps you need to take to effectively run your business? And then she came from the, because she's a business owner as well. Then she came from that perspective and said, this was really good, y'all. This was like, she called me out. She got me so good. She's like, if I am outsourcing my marketing to you, because I own a marketing agency, she's like, you're the expert. I want you to be telling me all the things. And, you know, it's not the first time I've heard this, but like, for whatever reason, when your counselor says it to you, because you're paying them like you know, multiple dollars per minute to sit there with you. Um, It just sticks differently. I'm just saying. But she's like, you're the expert. I'm putting you on the pedestal because I know how to run counseling practice, but I don't know how to get people in the door. That's your job. And if you're not calling me, telling me you need something, or you're not calling me, telling me the progress we're making, or you're not telling me how how we're doing, if we're making any progress, I lose trust in you. And the more I lose trust in you, the less I want to do business with you. And you guys, if I didn't walk out of there, a changed woman, not a perfect woman, but a changed woman intent on picking up the phone and having good communication, it was just the best thing for me. So I talked about the spectrum earlier of maybe that's not the right word, but we're just going to use it. We're going to go with it. So we've got the side where you're not taking up enough space. Then I told you the story of, you know, this mystery person that took up so much space that there was nothing left for us. It's almost like the air in the room. It's like they took all the air and we didn't have anything left to breathe. Um, That's how it felt. It's like when they left, we could actually, oh, take a deep breath. So... If you can relate to this at all, first of all, I would love to hear about it. Um, I don't hear a lot, you know, like my friends will text me and stuff. And, um, but I would love to hear about it if you can relate to this and you, or maybe you've never heard or heard the phrase, you know, taking up space, but all, all of a sudden it's like, you'll start noticing the energy of the people around you or how much space they take up. Um, or if they see you in the room, I think that's a really good indicator if you're in the right spot on that scale, spectrum, whatever, is do you see people in the room? Do you see how they're feeling? Are they having a good day? Have you ever like gone in with all intentions to tell somebody about something that was amazing that happened in your life? And then you see that like, they're not having a good day. And it's probably not the best time to brag about this fantastic thing that you just experienced. So if you're seeing other people, I feel like you're in a pretty good spot. Um, but then going back to like where I was struggling at, I see people when I'm kind of, you know, struggling with like shrinking down and not taking up enough space. I see other people's needs 
way too much. Their needs are all all of a sudden become bigger than mine and more important than mine. So personal life, I feel like I'm doing, you know, like I said, pretty decent business. Man, this week I've crushed it, but it's something I've got to sustain, like really staying in communication, knowing what my skills are and believing I can take up, you know, as much space as I need to get them the results that they're expecting from me. I do want you to know that no matter which end of this that you're on, if you're not in the middle, and we're never going to be perfectly in the middle, but if you're not consistently in the middle, there are consequences to both sides. So if you're on the side where you're not taking up enough space, you're not taking care of yourself. You're just really not. Um, Going back to the business, I cannot tell you guys how many times I have undersold myself. Not just undersold what I could do for someone, but I have not charged enough because I sit there and whittle down my price in my head because I don't think I'm worth it. That's a huge consequence. That's not just a consequence to my client because I'm not telling them all the cool stuff I could do for them, but it's a consequence to me. It's a consequence to my family. Like that's part of my future that I'm building for my son and like for our future life. And I'm taken away from it just because I'm off balance. So, and it doesn't have to be business. It could just be personal. It could be not speaking up and not getting something that you really wanted. It could be dealing with something that you really dislike because you are afraid to speak up. As I'm sitting here, so crazy that I had no intentions of talking about this, but I have a few little things that my landlord needs to fix at my house. And I haven't reached out because I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that person that's bothering him. I pay to be here. I'm like smacking myself while I'm talking to you guys. Like this is therapy for me. I just want you to know that. This is like this is the free version. Um yeah, I need to I need I'm going to email him right when we get off the off this podcast, off the phone. <laughs> just talking to you like you're my buds. Um I'm going to email him. I'm going to let him know what I need because I pay to be here and I deserve to have all all of those things met, all the basic things, you know. Sure, would I love new appliances? Absolutely. But that's not a need. That's a want. But I at least deserve to have all my needs met while I'm here. He's providing a service. So I need to speak up and take up enough space, the space that I rightfully own in this relationship. So there's consequences. And on the other side of it, real fast, because I didn't I spent a lot of time on the the side I'm familiar with, but on the other side of it, you can be um distancing relationships if people don't feel like you see them because you're taking up so much of the oxygen in the room um that you're taking up so much of the space in the room you're not going to have close-knit relationships with people because if they don't feel like you see them they're not going to want to be a part of it you could also really hurt people that you care about and not even realize it if you're not if you're taking up all that space that you're not seeing you know the results of your actions i think we all crave deep connections. That's probably an overstatement. I know I crave deep connections, but I think in general, and we've probably really learned this this past year through a pandemic is how much we need connections in our life. And when you're taking up a little bit more space than you should, it takes away from those connections and it could make your, your friends feel like you're not, they're not valued. I know that I felt that way in relationships before that people just 
you know, bulldoze me. And I'm like, man, they just don't feel like I'm, you know, that important. And even this has even happened as I've been learning to take up more space. Like I kind of put my foot down a little bit and then they take up so much space. They just like stomp right on top of it. And I'm like, oh, didn't think that was going to happen. I was all proud of myself. Like, ah, I put my foot down a little bit. And they're like, wham, that's what you thought. So there's consequences to both sides of this. And we just want to like gravitate towards that center line and that sweet spot, speak up for what you want, but see other people. So I hope this has been beneficial to you guys. I know it was great for me. I've got it to do right when we get finished here. And if you take anything away from this and make some changes, you don't know how much it means to me to hear from you. So send me a message, leave it in the comments, find me on Instagram. My handle is at Better. Send me a message and tell me what's going on in your life. Have a great one. So these are our, these are my eight ways that I knew I didn't have a strong sense of self. The next episode I have to be covering when not having a strong sense of self starts to get uncomfortable and uh, what that looks like and some of the um, I'm going to use the word consequences, but I probably maybe not that strong, but just some of the things that come with not having a strong sense of self, some of the effects you're going to start to see in your life. So if those things didn't tip you off and you're like, oh, I'm not sure this next one, I'm going to go through just some different ways you might know like, oh, that's what she meant or, oh, this is happening in my life. Can I trace it back to one of the eight ways or one of the eight things that indicate I don't have a strong sense of self. So I'm so, so grateful that you were here. I cannot wait to be back here with you again. If you enjoyed this, I would love it if you would leave me a review, give me some feedback, tell me what you want to hear more of. Let's do life better.